This is the Daily Wrestling News for March 4th, 2021, and we are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State, and I am joined today by Mr. John Smith. John, good morning. Lashley, 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 <laughs> Lashley. Not on my uh, news report for today, but it's true we are still celebrating the high of the Miz's loss and Lashley's victory. Um, I have a full story on that in the Body Slam Brigade newsletter that'll be coming out tomorrow. So uh, early plug for that, go ahead and sign up at bodyslambrigade.com. <laughs> well, uh, we have, a, we have a, a lot to get over today, so um, I think we should dive right in. We have the uh, NXT and Dynamite from last night and a bunch of news stories to talk through. Uh, and we're gonna, get, we're gonna touch on updates from New Japan this morning. As I talk to you now, I have two hours of sleep because I woke up for the New Japan uh, anniversary show after watching NXT and Dynamite. So let's ring the bell and let's get this show on the road. Do it. All right. Today's ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling Create an account and join the league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com. You can play against your friends or play against the universe and make your AEW Revolution picks for this weekend to see how you do against myself and John and everybody else, or you're just your friends. John, would you categorize yourself more as a night owl or a morning person? I mean, for years and years, I was strictly a night owl. Sometimes I didn't even hit the bed until the sun started coming up because I was a bartender for so many years, working till three, four in the morning. But, you know, now that I'm a father and things have, you know, kind of reversed and I'm waking up at seven, six thirty sometimes in the morning. So I, I guess I'm more of a morning guy now. But, um, I mean, if, if I had to choose, I would be a night owl, but it's just not possible with my lifestyle. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm i I'm naturally a night owl as well. So it, it kind of helps that these, you know, these wrestling is I can watch it in the middle of the night, I guess. <laughs> um, but let's get into the news. The news is brought to you by bodyslambrigade.com. We already talked about that. So go subscribe to the newsletter, 4,000 people, blah, blah, blah. You got it. Bodyslambrigade.com. It's free. Go sign up. The news. Jim Crockett Jr. passed away at the age of 76. Uh, Crockett owned several territories that he consolidated and branded as the NWA in the 80s. He famously bought the coveted Saturday night time slot on WTBS from Vince McMahon and eventually created World Championship Wrestling Television Series. Uh, Crockett sold the company to Ted Turner in 1988, who gave the organization the WCW name. Um, Crockett, at one point in his in his life, talked about how he essentially bankrolled WrestleMania by buying that time slot. So that's kind of his uh, all of that, you know, kind of part of the claim to fame. But a lot of people uh, look fondly back on Jim Crockett promotions and the Crockett Cup and that kind of stuff. So uh, best wishes and condolences to the, the Crockett family, I guess. Uh, I've got ratings report for Young Rock. They did 3.2 million viewers, which 
to be honest, that's kind of incredible. You know, if, when we talk about wrestling getting less than two million for the best show of the week, um, it's incredible that the rocks, the rocks, you know, little comedy television shows bringing in three point two million viewers. Now that's down from last week; they had three point four, and the week before that they had five million. But I should note that each of these shows has had replays that are getting about one point eight million. So it's still lots and lots of eyeballs on these shows. So good stuff there. Yeah, I haven't caught the show yet. I heard it's pretty good, but uh, I mean, it's not surprising how many people are watching it. He's the he's the most high he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. You know, he is a social media uh, darling too. You know, so it's like not, yep. not not surprising. Very easy to like. You know, Maui from Moana and all the other stuff he's done. <laughs> right. Um, New Japan this morning ran their anniversary show. During the anniversary show, they announced that they're having two big stadium shows in May. May 15th, they're going to be doing a show from Yokohama Stadium. And on May 29th, they're going back to the Tokyo Dome. It's the first event to be in the Tokyo Dome outside of January 4th and 5th Wrestle Kingdom in, I think, 10 years. So this is kind of a big deal. Uh, another great, big, huge stadium show for New Japan this year. They're calling it Wrestle Grand Slam, the two events together. So that's that. Now, John, all of us, all of the hosts, plus my wife, we all filled out New Japan Cup brackets. And so we had the first two matches of the New Japan Cup on the anniversary show this morning. And I'm going to pull up the updated brackets. Uh, here we go. Here's the the left side. And we can see we have uh, Jeff Cobb advances past Kojima. Everybody that filled out a bracket picked Jeff Cobb. But then Tetsuya Naito fell to the Great Okan in the round one. Also, everybody, almost everybody picked Naito to win. A lot of people had him in the final four. Al Carl had Naito winning. So this was a huge upset in the first round. Um, Brackets literally busted on match two. My wife. Come on! <laughs> Doing your best Spock impression first thing in the morning. Can you do the hand thing? I can't do it. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Awesome. <laughs> prosper. All right. So uh, with that, uh, let me bring that graphic back up again. Tomorrow morning we have Tori Yano versus Bad Luck Fale, Goto and Tai Chi, Okada Takagi, Onma Suzuki, and Robinson Kenta down there at the bottom. Um, these matches, each of them, are actually pretty hard to call, uh, which is kind of surprising because I would have thought that the Naito match would have been an easy call, but these other ones are actually a lot more clo a lot closer. So. Who knows where we'll be in a couple of days. Okay. That's the New Japan updates. We're still in the news section here. I do want to mention that Impact Wrestling has suspended production of their Explosion show. Explosion was like a one-hour deal, kind of like main event for WWE that they did on their, their network. They've shut that down in favor of the new BTI show that comes on on Access TV. So focusing efforts there. Um, coming up today at 3 p.m., NXT UK, they have three matches announced. Kaylee Ray versus Mako Satomura. That's for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Um, people are thinking that there could be a title change here, so uh, it's a big match. 
Ilya Dragunov versus Sam Gradwell. That's kind of a squash. We know who's going to win that. Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan versus Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter. Uh, that's a story of one team falling apart and the other team not the best win-loss record anyway. And then we have Supernova Sessions with Tyler Bray. So that's your NXT UK update for today. And then tomorrow on SmackDown, I want to mention Jey Uso versus Daniel Bryan in a steel cage. So there's your previews of the, the week that is coming up. Al Carl yeah, says Dumb Dumb would pick Naito to win the whole thing. <laughs> he is that Dumb Dumb. So. Yes, the uh, the host of the the uh, Essential Wrestling Podcast is that Dumb Dumb. <laughs> I'm right, looking forward to Jay, to Jay and Brian tomorrow in that steel cage, though. And um, I don't think Kaylee Ray is losing that title yet over in the UK. Kaylee Ray keeping the title. I think this is giving her like a no, like one more real legit title defense before they pass it off on to somebody else. Anybody in mind that you think is going to take that title from her? <sighs> yeah, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I've only been watching UK for a couple months now. I'm not really up on like who's been getting big pushes and who's been um, you know most exposed lately. But um, I don't know who the the one. I I don't even remember her name. The the one who's kind of older and she's got that guy with her now. Jenny. Yeah. Jenny. That's the person, yeah. The person Gary does not like. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> then I hope Jenny wins it. <laughs> and you you have a good point. I think as many there was as many people saying exactly what you're saying that are saying Mako could win. So it does feel like it could be a signature victory for Kaylee Ray to kind of elevate her even further. But Past this, she's she's fought everybody. It seems like, except for maybe the new crop, you know, your your Zaya Brookside's and things like that. That Afa Valkyrie that they may not be ready to um, to bring up. Um, Tank Middleton chiming in. There isn't a woman on the roster before Mako could that could take the belt. Oh man, Piper Niven might have something to say about that. Uh, Tony yeah. Storm failed to take the belt from Kaylee Ray earlier in the year, so. Uh, and then, of course, he mentions that he would like Kaylee Ray to come to NXT and feud with EO. That sounds great. I wish the pandemic wasn't getting in the way of all that because some cross-promotion between the brands would be just fantastic, I think. So let's talk about NXT from last night. Um, we got the the hot start with Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan facing off with Ciampa and Thatcher in the opening contest. Um Interestingly, the ma the match kind of ended when Imperium came to the stage and kind of caused a distraction, and then Thatcher quickly was uh, defeated by Birch and Lorcan. And they made reference later in the show to Thatcher's history with Imperium. Now, Thatcher, over in Europe, was part of the group Ring Kampf with Marcel Bartel and Walter, so I think that's what they're referring back to. They really haven't done anything on NXT television with that, but they're trying to quickly dismiss that as it's just, you know, that's the past is the past. So, Yeah, I hope this ends up leading to Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa at some point. Oh, man. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. There's a whole crop of people on the NXT roster that I think we want to see go up against Walter. Um, yeah. So uh, Ember Moon got a quick win over Aaliyah. Um, the way went into therapy. 
So John, if they if they cured Austin Theory, you know Johnny Gargano basically had a um, you know somebody playing a therapist here to kind of cure Austin Theory for us. Uh, if they've cured Austin Theory, what are they going to do about Indy Hartwell? Oh wow! Um, I mean, first off, I don't think Austin Theory's cured. He kind of had a breakdown at the end, but I mean, Indy. I think Indy's going to end up getting her, trying to get herself kidnapped. Maybe like she'll she'll bound herself and then jump in the back of his van for him. You know, <laughs> I think his hands full with these people. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what he was getting himself into. <laughs> and the, the 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 therapist said that she couldn't shut Dexter Loomis up. We haven't even heard him talk once. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what Austin Theory said. He's like, he doesn't talk. <laughs> uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, they won in kind of a weird scenario over Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, clearly not the legal person. And then Adam Pierce shows up with Sean Bennett from Raw, the Raw referee. And he he calls for the finish off of Dakota's tap out. And so then you see Regal and Pierce talking in the back. All this is leading to what Regal says is a big announcement that will change the landscape of NXT. The theories that are out there amongst uh, amongst us, you know, texting each other back and forth are WrestleMania rematch and tag titles on NXT. Anything else come to mind, John? Honestly, no. I mean, the, the the tag titles on NXT was the first thing that came to mind, and I mean, it doesn't change the landscape of NXT for the tag for them to go after those titles at WrestleMania. You know, that's not a landscape changing announcement. So, I I don't like the idea of a second pair of women's championships. Though I think that they should have won these titles and then kept them on NXT and made them basically only an NXT thing where maybe once in a while they would go to Raw or SmackDown, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really do want to see them on NXT. I think that's a, a compelling situation. Uh, as we've mentioned the last, ever since they kind of set up this feud. So we'll see what happens. We only have to wait a week to figure out what Regal has cooked up for us. Um, the million dollar man, Cameron Grimes, got a win over Bronson Reed in in eight minutes. Uh, and it looks like LA Knight, I'm, I'm sorry, let me back up. LA Knight is going to be working with Bronson Reed next. So Yeah, no, I'm that's a good first match or first program for him. I just it sucks for uh, for Bronson Reed because Karrion Cross comes in and squashes him, and now LA Knight's going to come in, and there's no way he's going to come out on the losing end of, the, of his first feud. So they're just throwing Bronson to the wolves again. It feels like. Yeah. What did you think of uh, Eli Drake, LA Knight's first promo? I felt it was a little flat. It didn't seem like the crowd was into it. Yeah, I mean, the crowd, there's not much of a crowd there to begin with. But, um, I mean, it's the first time I've ever seen him cut a live promo that wasn't in a car or anything. I didn't watch NWA with him on there. So, um, I mean, he he's a natural on the mic, and that's what I took from it. Like, you know, he had nobody specific to cut a promo on, and he, he cut a good promo to me. I guess it came off flat because, you know, there's not, there's not, not a program that he was working yet. And now – We'll see what he's got to say about Bronson Reed next week. So I'm glad I asked because that's a good perspective because 
what I'm used to seeing him is in a, in a you know, with a crowd. And, you know, when, when he speaks, people kind of, you know, because, because he's a natural talker, like what you said, people respond to him. And that's what you saw in the NWA and other places that he's worked. So that's why, why I think it felt kind of flat to me, but, um, but your perspective is a good one. If you haven't seen him elsewhere, you weren't really expecting that and you still walked away thinking he's a good promo. So all good there then. And next question, are you still a Legato Del Fantasma fan after what they did, what they did to Everrise? Well, Everrise still rules, but I mean, I, I got Legato and especially Santos way above them on my uh, on my totem pole of NXT hierarchy. Okay. You no, know, Cross, Cross will always be at the top for me at the moment. You know, it's going to take a lot to usurp him, but Santos is right below him with the Legato. And I... I mean, the, the highlight was Fandango coming out, or uh, Tyler Breeze coming out with that Moon Man helmet and getting beat up the whole time with the helmet on. Uh, yeah, do we even know it was him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it was, you know, I think it was a nice statement, right, because Santos Escobar lost a match last week, and he hasn't lost very many matches, um, but he lost last week, but he came back very violent this week uh, and basically doesn't change anything, so... I think to me, he said, there's only one guy that can beat me on this whole roster. He beat me last week, and everybody else better stay out of my way. That's kind of what I got out of it. Yeah. And then Finn Balor defeated Roderick Strong, kind of a predictable outcome there. Um, that was set up earlier in the night when Roddy came out and called out Adam Cole, and Balor said, I know how to get Adam Cole on TV. I'll give him a title match next week. So that's what, what they're doing. But in the meantime, Finn and Roddy had a match last night. Finn Balor got the win there, 19-16 DDT after the coup de gras. Uh, and that sent us home. Yeah, the, the match next week should be good. I mean, I don't think Adam Cole's winning it. I'd like to see Karrion Cross get involved somehow at the end, though, because I, I think that's going to be the next big test for Finn Balor. Yeah, and do you think that Balor would win that match? I don't see anybody. Do I think cross. they would book it that way? Sure. I, I don't think he should. I think Cross deserves a, a legit run with that title. So I'm going to say something here that's not confirmed anywhere, but I did see it on, uh, on social media yesterday that if you were to go try to cancel your WWE Network uh, subscription right now, you get presented with a thing that says if you unsubscribe now, you're going to miss – WrestleMania and Fastlane and NXT TakeOver on April 8th. We've not heard anything else about that. I've only seen it on social media with that post if you go to cancel your WWE Network. So maybe there's a TakeOver coming and maybe that's where we're headed is Cole or Balor versus Cross. Yeah, wouldn't April 8th be a Thursday? Isn't WrestleMania the 10th and 11th? Yep. Mm. Yep. So yeah, April eighth would be a Thursday for a takeover. That'd be Maybe cool. It might have said it might have been the ninth. I, I okay. I was quoting off the top of my head, but yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Like that. So it was definitely that week. Um, okay, move on to Dynamite or anything else you want to talk about on NXT? Um, just that Cameron Grimes just keep doing what you're doing, man. I, it's uh, with that money throwing it around. I can't get enough of it and. You know, he's got this feud going with Ted DiBiase, and Ted DiBiase isn't even employed with, with WWE. It's great. <laughs> he, 
he could be a Hall of Fame caliber star that shows up on uh, Revolution this weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to the moon. To the moon. All right. On the Dynamite side of things, the show was sold out. Um, about a 1,000 people, a little more, in attendance at Daly's Place last night. Um, believe it or not, that is that is kind of remarkable. They don't typically sell out there, They've especially since they've been going back to that market for the last six months. Um, so it was a big show. Uh, not the big show, although he was there. Um, so Revolution is this weekend. Don't forget that Travis and I will be doing the AEW Revolution post-show right after Revolution ends. So before we get into the Dynamite, I wanted to mention that. Okay, and then Shaq and Jade, they came out, and they were in the first match against Cody and Red Velvet. They got the W. Shaq didn't necessarily leave in an ambulance, but he didn't walk away from the, the ring after the match. But anyway, Jade got the pin. I think she used a version of Beth Phoenix's finisher, the Glam Slam, um, and pinned Red Velvet. Yeah, I, I, it's, it was kind of obvious that that, that was going to be the ending the, between them two. I didn't think that the end was going to involve Shaq and Cody. Um, I The way Shaq went down and just one table or one table fall makes him knocked out and has to go to the ambulance. But then when they put him in the ambulance, he had to scoot his feet back for them to close the door. That was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> but I mean, Jade. Jade looks legit. I had never. I, I don't think any of us had ever really seen her wrestle before. She looked legit. I, I don't think she's ever worked in front of a camera before uh, in terms of wrestling. Um, but probably, probably worked in front of a camera, but has not worked in front of a televised camera. So, um, Dakani's coming in saying it is the eighth because Thursday that'd be Thursday, SmackDown, Friday, Mania, Saturday, Sunday. So. Um, We'll see if that gets some, something that gets announced. Um, so yeah, Shaq and Jade. The big the big thing was Shaq going through the table. Now the other the other piece of this though, I didn't think the match was bad. I thought that Shaq did the right the right things. You know he he didn't look horrible. You know he he clearly took some lessons from the Big Show, pushing Cody into the corner and then using that big hand and smacking him on the chest. That you that that's that was very recognizable, but. But at no point during the match did I think, oh, my God, this is Snoop Dogg coming off the top rope. I thought that everything looked good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is actually one of the only Cody matches I didn't fast forward in the past year. And I, I kind of enjoyed it, I would say. I just wonder why they did it first. They've been hyping it up for, for over a month now, and then they give it to us at the beginning of the show instead of as, as the main event, you know? Now, well, I, I I don't know what the lead-in was, but maybe they had a strong lead-in, and they thought they could capitalize on that lead-in with the Shaq match. Not sure. Right. Um, I, but I one thing I know, I'm sure they analyzed the crap out of that decision. So, um, Ray Phoenix and Pac, they got a squash victory over John Skyler and D3. One minute, eight seconds. And they're added to the tag team casino battle royal. So there you have that. Chris Jericho and MJF answered questions from the press. The press being uh, Barstool Sports, Conrad Thompson, and Eric Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> 
the guy from Barstool Sports, if I'm not mistaken, was the same guy who did the NXT TakeOver pre-show in February, like two weeks ago. Really? Uh, <clears throat> eventually, the Young Bucks came out. They cleared the ring. I uh, had a long thing about their dad and how great he, great he was. And if it wasn't for their dad, then MJF would still be waiting on a call from Rosie O'Donnell. Chris Jericho would be working at the PC. Um, so a couple of good lines from the Bucks. But uh, I guess all hyping up the, the big the big match this weekend. Um, I mean, it's always fun to watch Jericho cut promos on people, though. Of course, yeah, yeah. So the, we had this FTR and Tully Blanchard match, and when it was announced that Tully was coming out of retirement, you know, big, you know, it was it was kind of a big deal. But um, but they brought JJ Dillon. They wore old NWA tag titles. Uh, Tully wore the old NWA United States Championship title. Um, Arnie Anderson came out after the match, threw up the four sign for the four horsemen. Sean Spears returned partway through the match. He was disguised as a cameraman. Um, so it certainly looks like a nod to the horsemen. Whether or not they brand themselves, I don't know who owns that trademark, um, but how they brand themselves, what they do with this group, uh, it is interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see them add a fourth wrestler, though, and not have Tully be the fourth if they were to call themselves the four horsemen. Yeah, totally agree. He's going to need to have a four, a, a real four-man unit. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess I had picked Sean Spears as being a big surprise guy for the ladder match. I think that's out now because I, I I think that the person's going to be a surprise. It's not going to be somebody we just saw on Dynamite. So. Right. Um, so anyway, FTR and Tully Blanchard, they got a win over Jurassic Express. Uh, Sean Spears interference, J.J. Dillon interference. Um, bit of a turn in character development for FTR. So fun. Yeah. Rio Mizunami hit a spear and a guillotine leg drop off the top to get the win over Nyla Rose. She is your AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament winner. She's going on to face Hikaru Shida. Shida handed her a trophy, presented her with a trophy. Rio presented Shida with a forearm to the face. Uh, they did some strong style punching back and forth, hyping the matchup for this weekend. So I'm looking forward to this match. I think it's actually going to be very entertaining and very fun. Uh, and probably some strong style in there too. I have a feeling this is going to be the best women's championship match that we've seen in AEW. Woohoo. Bold predictions. I think <laughs> it's going to be very good. Very good. Um, and I'm glad that we were seeing a new match because I was getting, I was worried that we were going to get a repeat with Nyla or a repeat with Thunder or something like that. But this is a new match. So I'm happy for that. Sting did another interview and uh, he says he's ready for the street fight. Team Taz came down, beat him up. Darby Allen eventually made the save. So uh, it's kind of what we've seen every week. So good there. Different versions of that every week, anyway. Max Caster got the win over Preston Vance. So Max Caster is in the ladder match. He got there with a little help from Matt Hardy having a grudge with the Dark Order. So um, Matt Hardy paid off Jack Evans to interfere. So Max Caster going to be the guy who wins, John? I don't think so. 
I don't know who's gonna. I don't have a. I don't have a pick yet for who's gonna win, though. I'm. I'm not sure. Probably Cody. <laughs> well, you know the other interesting thing about this Max Caster impressed advanced thing. Scorpio Sky was on commentary, and he was not a good guy anymore. I'm not sure when the heel turn was, but he definitely turned. So, I'm not sure what's going on there. Exactly. He had some interesting things to say, though. I, I I like that personality on him. I think it works. I knew you were going to say that because one of the first things he said was "F Cody." <laughs> and I, <laughs> I played into your hand as a as a your resident uh, non Cody enthusiast. <laughs> yes, the way through to my heart is through Cody hatred. There you go. Uh, main event: John Silver and Hangman Page got a win over. Mark Penn and Matt Hardy. Uh, I do agree with you in the sense that it was weird that this was the main event. Um, it just felt kind of like a weird main event. And also, like, we had no hardly any Moxley and Omega on this, even though they have their big exploding, a lot of video package material, but uh, no Moxley and Omega on the whole show. Um, and, the, and this match between Paige and Hardy and Quinn and Silver it led to the ring filling up with all the people that are in the tag team battle Royal. So that's how the show ended. So coming up on NXT next week, we have Io Shirai versus Tony storm for the NXT championship. We have Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT championship. We have Zia Lee versus Kaden Carter. So a loaded show for NXT next week. We have no matches for dynamite next week because of uh, the fact they have the pay-per-view. I bet you they'll announce some on Sunday. But we also got Thunder Rosa and Riho versus Britt Baker and Rebel added to the buy-in for Revolution. That was the only new match. So, uh, But Big Show, Paul White, in his No More BS shirt, announced that uh, he is going to be talking about the Hall of Fame-worthy signing that AEW has procured. So uh, that's going to be revealed at Revolution. Any thoughts on who it is? I mean, they say it's going to be huge. I don't really believe them. But, uh, I mean, if it's huge, it's like Brock Lesnar or something yeah. like that. But I don't think we're getting anything close to that level of, of like, holy bleep kind of announcements. Um I mean, when I was talking to Al, he was like, I think it's Big Show like signing his own uh, talent contract, oh. you know? <laughs> but I, I don't think it's that either. I just think it's – I feel like it's going to be a dud I, no matter who it is because I think we're going to be – we're going to anticipate it so much that I don't think anything can live up to the hype. So it's interesting, too, to think about it, whether or not it means Hall of Fame-worthy means, like, a uh, legend or Hall of Fame-worthy means – a talent that is like a first ballot hall of famer type of person. So on the legend side, you got all kinds of things. They come up with Kurt Angle, RVD, CM Punk, um, you know, those types of guys. And then when on the other side, you know, when you talk about talent, Kane Velasquez possible, not really a hall of fame level talent in WWE or in wrestling, but um, right. Brock Lesnar, those types of people, but uh, let's see. You got a comment coming in. Going to be Pete Rose. <laughs> yeah, Paul White's huge surprise is Paul White. That's what Al said. Yeah, but he wore a shirt that said "No More BS," and that would be BS. 
So, and you know what? I think that he kind of like. Why do you have to take jabs at WWE when you start working for the AEW? Because now he kind of like hurt his chances of ever being in the Hall of Fame in WWE by coming over and calling what he used to be doing BS and all this stuff. Like I don't know. Like just go work. You don't have to talk about where you used to be. You know. So so it's okay. So interesting here because I I I did not interpret it all that way. Um, I know that's the that's what a lot of people jump to, but in his words that he actually spoke, he basically said, "I'm happy to be here" and stuff like that. He didn't necessarily trash WWE. The no more BS, yeah, no more no more big show. It's a fun play on words. I think Vince McMahon would love that shirt and wishes he thought of it. <laughs> but but yeah, there's there is always that, and I you know, hey, Eric Bischoff went to work for WWE at one point, so we'll see. Yeah, it's true. Trivia time. Oh, boy. You ready? Probably not. (laughs) Let me tell you where we are. Travis, he started off pretty strong, four out of five. We thought he might, you know, carry the week in the lead. He did not. John DeConi immediately jumps in with a perfect plex right off the bat. He was working on WrestleMania 2 trivia. Travis had WrestleMania 1 trivia. You're getting WrestleMania 5 trivia. So the jump between 1, 2, and 5 I think is substantial. And to me, like I will always remember the happenings of 5 well above the happenings of 1 and 2. But let's see how you do. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> the first four questions are like NWA related. And I was doing this because of the news that NWA was coming back. But now we also have the death of Jim Crockett, and we have Tully Blanchard and FTR wearing NWA titles. So there's lots of reasons to talk about the NWA. So the Brain Busters, former NWA World Tag Team Champions, wrestled on this card. Who were their opponents? Your choices are Strike Force, Demolition, the Rockers, and the Heart Foundation. Strike Force. It is Strike Force. It is Strike Force. Ronnie Garvin former NWA World Heavyweight Champion in 1987, lost to this Canadian at WrestleMania Five. Was it Rick Martel, Dino Bravo, Earthquake, or Bret Hart? Earthquake's Canadian? I didn't know that. Yeah, in fact, when he first debuted, he was the Canadian Earthquake. He even had a maple leaf on his, uh, on his stomach. Well, there's something new every day. Uh, it's Dino Bravo, though. I actually did know that somehow. <laughs> Dino Bravo, Dino Bravo. Who did the Red Rooster defeat in the semi-main event? Um, Red Rooster, also an NWA guy. Was it A, the Brooklyn Brawler, B, Danny Davis, C, Bobby Heenan, or D, Coco Beware? This was the semi-main in the sense that it went on right before the main. Right, yeah, not in importance, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Uh, Bobby Heenan. It was Bobby Heenan, and Bobby Heenan was accompanied by the Brooklyn Brawler, so uh, it would have been easy to do a trip up there, but not John Smith, not today. I almost went with Coco, I almost went with Coco Beware there. Yeah, uh, the Hart Foundation wrestled this tag team managed by Jimmy Hart. One member of the team was an NWA North American champion twice in 1975. Was it A, the Fabulous Rougeos? B, the Heart Foundation, C, the Rockers, or D, Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine? 
I'm sorry. Could you go list those again? I'm sorry. Do you want the whole question or just the list? No, just the just the the yeah the answers. Okay. A is the fabulous Rujos. B is the Heart Foundation. C is the Rockers, and D is Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine. I'm going to go with Honky Tonk Man and Valentine. That's correct. Greg Valentine was the NWA North American champion twice in 1975. Okay. And the final question, no NWA tie-in here, but the fabulous Rougeos were on this card. Who did they lose to? Was it A, the Rockers, B, Demolition, C, the Powers of Pain, or D, the Bushwhackers? Oh, man. And your perfect plex is on the line. I know. Rougeau's lost to... Okay, just give me the options one more time. I'm sorry. The Rockers, Demolition, the Powers of Pain, or the Bushwhackers? Bushwhackers. In a rare circumstance on this show the bushwhackers is the correct answer <laughs> perfect 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 lashley 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 <laughs> lashley yeah the hosts of the daily wrestling news show know their wrestlemania trivia so we are we are doing well this week uh Overall score. Of yeah, I, guessed on, on a good, I guessed on a good three of those. So <laughs> let's let's get it straight. <laughs> they were they were educated guesses, though. Educated guesses. Yeah, educated. Well, let me tell you. I think you just drop kicked those questions. So, with that in mind, everybody should go check out the new drop kick T-shirt that I have for sale at BodySlamClothes.com. You can also go to ministabelltime.com and, and get to the shop, whatever you need to do. But the shirt's 20 bucks. Bottom line, 20 bucks. No upcharge for the super soft style. No upcharge for the size shirt you want. You can get it in a bunch of different colors. It's $20. That includes the shipping. So there's really, uh, it is the best deal going as far as wrestling t-shirts go. And then I want to tell everybody about the primetime rundown. Join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. We take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then the Essential Wrestling Podcast. We're up to episode 44 on Tuesday. It returns with, Al, well, Al Carl's going to be absent. I'm going to have to take over. Uh, I'll, John Smith will be there. John DeCani will be there. Gary Mahaffey will be there. Travis will be there to kind of fill in for me as I fill in for Al. Uh, it's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. This show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, it will return on Monday. My special guest from Coastal Championship Wrestling will be Nilio Cuomo Costa. Uh, he will be returning there is a whole bunch of CCW shows going on here in this month, and he's going to tell us about all of them. They got a hardcore cup. They got their anniversary show. They have Port St. Lucie Showdown, which Port St. Lucie is where I live, so that's great for me. Um, 
at that anniversary show. It's got the headbangers on it. It's got Brutus Beefcake on it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So there's a, there's two a hair versus hair match, right? What's that? There's a hair versus hair match happening, right? Yes, hair versus hair match. And it was two weeks ago that I had Bugs Moran on the show, two Mondays ago. He has long hair. He's the Southeastern champion. He had the belt with him. He could lose his hair. So it's like this whole gimmick, right? You know, <laughs> so it's like yeah. it's like me when me and you had our hair versus hair and we both yes. had a double pin and we had to shave our heads at the same time. Yes. And uh, and I haven't recovered. That That's the <laughs> Every rematch we've had, it's had them the same outcome. <laughs> so. All right. Just a quick word of advice for everybody. If you're going to be saving something like old magazines, I have all these old Nintendo Power magazines that I kept in my uh, in my attic for like about 25 years in a random cardboard box. And now like all the bindings are ruined because I had them all stacked up the same way. So alternate your your bindings when you stack your, your magazines that you're trying to keep to save for for collector's items and also don't put them in a cardboard box in your attic spend money on something a little bit more expensive like a plastic bin to put them in now, why do you have to alternate the uh why do you have to alternate the bindings because then it's a lot sturdier in the binding so then they end up on a slope and then the top ones will start to move to slope down and then they'll get all wrinkly i have this one magazine i cannot for the life of me, oh, no. straight now. I had weights on top of it for a week, but because it was on the top of the pile, it started to just slide down the pile and then eventually crumpled up on itself over twenty-five years. But when the good news is, when your son gets to uh, to geometry, you can teach him all about sines and cosines with the shape of that uh, <laughs> the wave and that. <laughs> anyway, that's the best I can do. Uh, John DeCani writing in to congratulate you. Eventually, the Bushwhackers were going to be the right answer, and he would have botched that. So, congratulations. <laughs> like I said, we were 14 for 15 on this show this week. That's good stuff. All right. Anything else before we get out of here, John? Uh, no. No more BS. <laughs> <laughs> no more big show no more bull and we are out of here thanks everybody talk to you on monday